last week, if you were here, I talked about when Jesus' disciples came to Jesus and they asked him after he had been praying maybe all night, teach us to pray. <laughs> Necessarily said, teach us how. But he said, the disciples asked him to teach us to pray. Last week, since I ministered that message, God has been pressing that upon my heart that we need to know how to pray. Not what to pray, as much as how fancy we can pray, or what words we can use, or how many words, or how long we can pray. Teach us to pray. And the only way is through that cross, amen. It's the only way is through Jesus Christ and what he did 2,000 years ago. And I thank God for it. I've been, I've been having a good time with the Lord this morning. I, you know, I'm trying to understand God's ways, okay? I don't understand fully the ways of the Lord. I'm learning every day. Seriously, I don't think a preacher can get up and say he has fabricated God's ways. He, had, he figured God out. Well, I'm, I'm still learning. I don't know, know much, <laughs> honestly, because he's a good God. And, you know, he makes a way where there is no way. I want to talk a little bit this morning. If you turn with Exodus, Exodus 32, verse 19, I want to start with this verse this morning. So let's turn there this morning. I want to challenge you this morning to think about the thing that I've been going dealing with, as I was praying this morning, the Lord just kind of confirmed to me. I don't know where I'd be without His grace, honestly. I don't deserve His mercy. <laughs> I don't deserve His forgiveness. I don't deserve His blessings. Nothing that God gives me, I deserve. I should be in hell. God should have judged me according to his law. He should have destroyed me because I had broken it, okay? I had broken his law. My God, I feel it, brothers and sisters. Grace stepped in. Let me say that again. Grace stepped in to cover me because what I deserve, I didn't get. Because God's mercy, see, God is still angry at my sins. He was angry. He, de- he never, his, his, his hatred for, for my life, the way I was living. But Jesus came in and grace stepped in and covered me. You're going to get it before, before we finish it. <laughs> I want to read in Exodus chapter 32, verse 19. I'm going to start there, but I want to actually... Go back to chapter 20. But there's a verse in this. So he was, when it, it's a, this is the Lord uh, talking about when God made, I mean, the children of Israel made the golden calf, right? And Moses, <laughs> he came out of the mountain after hearing from the Lord, receiving God's law. Because if you ever read the book of Exodus from chapter 20 to Chapter 32, it's all about God giving his law. He was to show the children of Israel how to build the temple, how to present the, uh, the, the furniture, how to you know, prepare worship, how to set everything in order, how to design the priestly garments, and you know, on and on. And God is, God is giving Israel a motive. <laughs> I've given you my law. Come on, somebody. 
This is not, those, those Ten Commandments are not ten opinions like you heard me say. It's not what God thinks you should do. It's what he commands you to do. So he's looking at, we're looking at this, this, this story this morning. God had spoke to the children of Israel. They had heard it God himself. Because the Lord had ordered Moses to take all the people, gather them at the mountain, and God says, I'm going to speak to them. Ooh. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the Lord told Moses, said, go tell the people, sanctify yourselves. For three days, don't, men don't go into your wives, and you got you to cleanse yourself and, and come and present yourself before this mountain. And they're standing there, brothers and sisters, and, and they're waiting to hear from the Lord. And all of a sudden, God started giving his law, his Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any grief. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord. And on and on. And you have to go read chapter 20. I, just, I don't have enough time to get into all of it. But this is the very nature of God. The very character of God is built upon these Ten Commandments. It's how God felt about sin. And all of a sudden, the, the mountain started burning. Listen, there's a mountain in, 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 uh, in Arabia right now. It's, it's an area where... The only thing that's showing, and, and they, they've proven that that's actual, the, the actual mountain of, you know, Mount Sinai. And it's a, it, the, the top of the mountain is black. <laughs> you ought to see it. The rest of the surroundings are like that, but it's the one mountain that's pitch black. The, 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 everything is black, you know, from a certain point on up. And the Bible says that the, the mountain started burning like a furnace. See, when God gets God somewhere, you don't know. <laughs> and all of a sudden, man, a big trumpet. And they, they were all gathered around this mountain. They want to hear from God. And a, a trumpet started to blow. Things started to happen. The ground was shaking. And people got scared. <laughs> and God gave him, them their, his Ten Commandments. Then after that, the Lord spoke to Moses. Go back into the mountains for 40 days and 40 nights, and I'm going to speak to you. So Moses went back into the mountain. I personally believe that's where he got the book of Genesis from. And, the, you know, where he got all the, the writing. For 40 days, God was speaking to Moses, showing him all kind of stuff. All right? This is a horrible story. The people, well, let me read this before I go too far, okay? Because I'm going to forget to read the verse. So it was as soon as he, he, as he came near to the camp, this is Moses coming out of the mountain, he saw the calf. They made this golden calf, and the people were dancing, and they were, they were having orgies, and they were having all kind of perversion going on. They, 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 Moses comes down. And he says, so Moses' anger became hot. He was mad. You hear what I'm saying? He was angry. Listen, see, God, because I can't get into all of them, I'm going to tell you what, just kind of paraphrase. God had saw what the people were doing down the mountain. He saw their sin. They had rebelled against anything he just told them, verbally. They heard him say this. And 
God is telling Moses, he said, you better get down there. Your, your people are corrupting themselves. Man, I just think about it. God is looking down at America. One time, a God-fearing nation. And looking at the perversion and the corruption that is happening in America. We better start praying. Because God was ready to take all these people out. He was going to kill the Jewish people. He was going to make a nation out of Moses. That's what he said. And this is when I started appreciating Jesus. Because Moses interceded for the people. Moses cried out, God, if you kill your people, the Egyptians are going to say, God brought them out of here in the desert to kill them. And Moses continued to pray for them. And, and God said, I'm going to kill them. You've got to read the story. God was going to destroy them. And Moses kept praying. <laughs> Listen, I got some people in my very family that are lost like goose, going to a devil's hell. They're not going to make it if we don't pray. They're not going to make it if we don't intercede to the Lord and cry out. Not just this little man be praying, Lord, bless him and save him and, and bring him to you. No, it's going to take some brokenness. Moses was up there. He was crying out to God. And God, God, God turned away from his anger. He turned away from wanting to kill them. And, and, and Moses went down there and he saw what God was angry about. <laughs> Mo, listen, I pray, I, I pray you listen to me this morning. He had the commandments of God in his hands. God's law, the thing that would have delivered them out of the desert. You hear what I'm saying? Moses goes down and he looks at all his stuff and he got angry. You ever got angry? angry at sin angry at debauchery and corruption Moses is looking God help me God had just spoken to them what he wanted and, and 40 days later Moses is coming out and, and they're breaking all of his commandments remember Moses didn't tell the people this God told them and spoke to them and all of a sudden Moses is angry man. He, and he just, he just throws those tablets at the foot of that mountain they shattered. I want to name this little message today. Grace at Mount Sinai. And the reason why I'm doing that, if, if Moses would have, executed, would have enforced those Ten Commandments in his hand, they, they would all be dead. He, and listen, every one of these people would have been murdered, put to death. Because they had broken God's law. The very first commandment. Thou shalt not make unto you any graven image of any likeness. They had a calf. They had made. They, was, they even named it Jehovah. <laughs> People came to Aaron and said, listen. This Moses, we don't know what's become of him. We want to make us a calf. We want to make us a, a, a God to go before us. Aaron didn't argue with them. No. Aaron didn't say, y'all sinning against God if y'all do that. No, Aaron said, bring me all your gold. Bring me all your silver and whatever. And, and, and we're going to make this calf. And Aaron built for them a golden calf. And, I, and it bothers me because here's Aaron. Aaron that stood with Moses. Come on, somebody. Aaron that saw God's miracles and power 
manifested. What was wrong with Aaron? I'll tell you what was wrong. See, when he first started off, he would speak for Moses. He was the one that, that would tell Pharaoh, let my people go. But after a while, Moses started getting into his, and started, people started following Moses. I might be wrong. I could, I'm not telling you that's, that's exactly what happened. I'm just, what I was thinking. Aaron got a little jealous. And I personally think that Aaron thought this was an opportunity to get the people back on his side. And he saw the opportunity. That's why he didn't fight. That's why he didn't argue with the people. And when Moses comes out of the mountain, here's Aaron. Just <laughs> guilty. He said, you've made these people a sin. What's wrong with you, Aaron? And he comes down on the mountain. And Aaron says, well, Moses, they brought me all the gold and all the whatever. And I just threw it in a fire and a calf came out of him. <laughs> 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 what a sorry excuse. The Bible says Aaron fashioned the thing. Aaron, Aaron probably knew the art of making their images in Egypt. And he just he made a, a golden calf and he even named it. And the people just started sinning. Come on. Son. <laughs> and they, 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 they were doing all kinds of sin. I mean, it was, it, it was bad. It, was, it angered the heart of God. And when Moses came and he broke those tablets. And you know what? Please listen to me good. If Jesus wouldn't have come down and took our place, you were no better than these Israelites. Your sin was angering God. Come on. Your life was angering God. And, 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 and he sent his son to take our place on the cross. If Jesus wouldn't have died, Jesus wouldn't, wouldn't have fulfilled his ministry as dying on the cross. I personally believe God would have destroyed the earth. I believe God would have ended mankind. Because that was the only hope. His only begotten son. God didn't have five sons or ten sons. He had one. And there was only one sacrifice. I mean, I feel the Holy Ghost. Could have been made for mankind. And Jesus did it. Grace stepped in the way. <laughs> Grace stepped into your life and saved you from the judgment of hell. These people are living in sin. They, 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 they saw God do all this stuff. They saw the parting of the Red Sea. They saw all this stuff. But yet their hearts were sinful. See, coming to church is great. But that's not necessarily the answer. Come on, somebody. They had a tabernacle. They had built a tabernacle. They had built, you know, if you go and study, they got a, a video on that. If you go look at it, th that mountain, I'm telling you, they, could, they found some stones. They could see to show it where there was a, like a place of, a temple was built there. And they found some, some, uh, some rocks with cal uh, uh, calves carved in them, like, like the golden calves of Egypt. And it angered the Lord. You know, I'm going to share something with you. I mean, how, I'm, I'm going to share my heart for you, okay? My desire for you is that you live a godly life. 
a life in fellowship with the Lord. Well, but Lenny, I talk in tongues. That's great, but that's still not the answer. <laughs> Come on. My desire for you is that you live a life worthy to the, unto the Lord. That you could serve the Lord with your heart. That's just where, what God spoke to me about this church, okay? He said, son, tell these people I'm coming. Get ready. Help prepare them. See, I'm being prepared right now. I'm having things happen in my life personally with the Lord that I've never saw before. Because I'm, he's starting to, he's, he's coming. He's coming. He's coming to judge this world. He's coming to judge sin. See, nobody wants to talk about sin no more. Nobody wants to talk about lust and pride and all these things that we have. God is going to judge it. The only thing that's going to stop the judgment of God in your life is the cross. The mercy of God. The grace of God. That's the only thing that's going to stop it. You are at the foot of the cross. You're at the foot of God's throne. Okay, let's just use that for an example. And you're standing before the Lord today. And I'm just using that for... Just imagine. What argument would you give God? <laughs> hmm? What would you tell the Lord? How could you make a defense on your case that you're worthy to go to heaven? If that was you today, how would you do it? Well, I went to church. I, I did this and I sang the song and I did all this. What did you do in my son? How much has the Lord impacted your life? How much has my son impacted your life? Is your life about me? My, I feel the Holy Ghost. I don't know about you. This ain't going to be long today. But I tell you what, I'm going to spill my guts. <laughs> I believe that the Holy Spirit is drawing us to the Lord. He's drawing us to His mercy. He's drawing us to His grace. That's why we need communion with Him. That's why we need fellowship. We need to know what His will is for Lenny and for you. You have to examine your life. You have to, you have to see, am I worthy? To enter into his kingdom? Am I worthy to go to heaven? Am I worthy when he comes back that I'll be raptured out of here and be with him? Turn with chapter 20 real quick. Of Exodus. You know, I was thinking about <laughs> this, this, this story. You see, God had ordered the children of Israel... For three days to purify themselves. And I think the thing was that they, they, were, to, uh, they were to seek God. They were to seek their hearts. They were to make sure that they're, 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 they're clean before they come before the Lord. But something stuck on me because it said on the third, third day. I'll speak to the children of Israel. The third day. Because does that kind of remind you of something? <laughs> Jesus was in the grave three days and three nights. On the third day, he rose. And believe me, he spoke. <laughs> His resurrection was a, was a testimony to God's power. <laughs> I feel that. Brother. I said his resurrection was a testimony to what he did at Calvary. He was a testimony to his salvation that he offers all mankind. Go and get yourself ready, they said. God is going to speak. 
Listen, sometimes we say, God, speak to me. When he speaks, we say, tell Brother Lenny. I'll listen to him. Or whoever. They didn't want, listen, you ever wanted God to speak and when he spoke, you thought, thought you wanted him to shut up? <laughs> I, know, I know when he speaks to me, he said, Lord, I'm a man of unclean lips. <laughs> I have nothing to bring to God that would please him, but one thing is the blood of Jesus. You hear me? Praise God. One thing. That will please the Lord, that will appease God, is your faith in Christ and Calvary, what he did at Calvary. That's it. Maybe I can make a list of how good I am. Don't worry. <laughs> Come on, because you're going to find out. Listen, you ain't as good as you think you are. I know mine would come up short because I ain't got much <laughs> to brag about. <laughs> I know one thing is that I want to please God. I want to draw near to the Lord. Is this touching somebody today? I want to make sure that Lenny is right. The scripture that came to my mind, Lord, count me worthy to escape these things that are coming to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. See, when Moses came out of that mountain, they weren't ready for him. They were caught up in another spirit, spirit of the world. Spirit of sin. You know, I, I think about it so much. I, I, and and, you know, and, and I, know, I know in my heart, God's saying, Lanny, I want you to draw near to me. And I start thinking about other things like, Lord, where's your church today? Where's the hunger that I used to see? When we know some of us are coming here, saw this church full at one time. Seriously. Where's the hunger? People weeping at the altar. People running for joy. Singing praises unto the Lord. Where is it? There's nothing wrong on God's side. <laughs> it's our side. If you and me and us us in here, in here today could find a desire for God. My Lord, I feel that, praise God. We would know what His will is. Right? When you wake up in the morning and you say, God, what is your will today? What is your, what, what is your plan for me today? How can I get closer to you today? This be a little church on fire. Come on. You know, they had a big old fire in, in East, East Louisiana not too long ago. It only started with one flame. Burn acres and acres. You imagine if we'd all get on fire in Coda Homes? How that fire could spread? Huh? You see, you can go to dead churches and, and you, this, is, this is the sermons. The Lord loves you. Serve the Lord with all your heart. You know, God is love. No matter what you do, you're saved. No way. I'm sorry to say that's how. I remember going to a church one time and, and they had that old organ playing. Man, it sounded like a funeral home, man. <laughs> I said, man, whoa. <laughs> somebody better kick somebody because somebody's dead in this place. No, it was just, just cold, man. It was just no excitement. 
I'm a, I belong to this church. No, but do you belong to Jesus? Oh, I've come here for years. Do you belong to Jesus? I remember I was watching that movie, uh, God's Not, not God's Not. Yeah, God's not dead. When, when, when they had an old preacher, man, he was preaching, old black menace. He was preaching on the street, man. He was preaching. Yeah, which one? You, do you believe? That's what he was. Or whatever. And, and the preacher's preaching, and there comes a, a, a pastor. He had pulled up on the side of him, and he looked at that man. He, the preacher said, Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Oh, I'm a pastor. He said, That's not what I asked you. <laughs> That's not what I. That man had a shame on his face. He should have been ashamed. Being a pastor don't save you. It's if you know Jesus, right? Amen. Jesus is burning your heart. Listen, God has established the word here in Coda Homes, really. Even before I started coming here. And that word was, are you born again? Scott, you know what I'm talking about, but I don't know. You've been here a long while. Do you know Jesus? And you know, after a while, people go to church and say, well, I'm part of Coda Home Full Gospel. I'm sure I'm going to heaven. No, that don't make you go to heaven. Like I said, just like going to McDonald's, don't make you a hamburger. Right? I love it when you come to church. I think God commands you to come to church. But in, in essence, that's not, you're here because you are born again. You're here because you want to know God. You're here because you want to eat the spiritual things of the Lord. We saw some good things here. We're going to see some to come too. Great miracles. But you know what? These people had saw some of the greatest miracles ever recorded in the Bible. But yet they, they made a golden calf some 40 days later. Building another worship. And Listen, a lot of times, well, I don't worship idols, but we, we put things before the Lord. Right? It could be a job. It could be, a, could be anything. Anything that stops you. From being where you're supposed to be with God is an idol, right? I know that's tough. But these people knew better, but they still sinned against the Lord. I want to read verse 1. Believe me, I, I'm not going to be that long. <laughs> chapter 20. And God spoke to all, all the words, saying, God's speaking to these people, right? He says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. Anything that's going to stop you from serving the Lord, anything that's going to stop you from praying, and stop you from reading the word, anything that's going to stop you from coming to church, becomes a God. Then listen, that's a tough thing, but God is making sure that we understand that I am God. He is first. Have you ever broken that commandment, Brother Lenny? Yes. And I know what? I feel it. Because if he's not glorified first in my life, everything else is sin. Come on, somebody. I don't want to be hard, but it's true. I have placed another God in front of me. There's some wonderful things that God wants to give us. And the reason why we don't have it, because we have put other things before him. We want God to heal our bodies, but we won't, we won't submit to him. We want God to do all kinds of things, but we won't, we won't worship him. We can't find it in us. Listen, I want to worship God, man. I don't know about you, but that's the thing I want more than anything I've been seeking God for. I want to worship God. 
Listen, sometimes I'm by myself or me and Sister Janice, and listen, we're just singing, and, and listen, I, I can feel the spirit of worship. The Bible says, love not the world, neither the things in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not. Anything you put in that world and put before God, you're not going to worship. You're not going to feel the need to worship. If you find another God to worship. We were talking about false religion the other day, me and Booga, I think it was. You know why people want false religion? Because it doesn't demand a, a repentance. It doesn't demand a worship to God. It doesn't demand living a holy life. Anybody wants to think they're going to heaven, going to church, but if they don't turn from their sins, they're not going. They're not, they're not going to make it. But religion likes to make you think you're all right. See, they, 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 they even call this calf Jehovah. They thought naming their idolatry after God would make God happy. It didn't make him happy. It made him more angry. Anything we think we, God wants it, well, God gave it to me. God didn't give you alcohol and nicotine and adultery and lust and all that stuff. God didn't give you that. He wants, he wants you to be clean from that stuff. He wants you to present yourself as a living sacrifice, the Bible said. Holy and acceptable before the Lord. I find in my life, 40 years, 40 some years, I'm still finding dirt in my life. Dirt. I'm still finding dirt in my life. <laughs> I'm still seeing things. Listen, the more I get closer to God, like I said the other day, it's like drawing to that light. The more, more I get closer to the light, the dirtier I look. Huh? And I'm wondering, why haven't I overcome it yet, Lord? You just draw near. You're going to overcome it. Just get closer to me. You're going to find out what it is. And I find that it's happening more and more. Listen, if you're born again, you're going to heaven. Right? If you, if you give your life to Jesus, repent. Nothing's going to change that, but you can change it. See, it don't yet appear what we're going to be, the Bible says. But when he comes, we're going to be like him. See, I realize something, y'all. Between heaven and God, there's a world to fight and a devil to overcome. Because the thing that Satan wants to do more than anything is to destroy your life, to separate you from God, to bring you to hell with him. That's his, that's his goal. He wants to see all God's creation destroyed, especially the human being. Man, thing created out in an image of God. Listen, I was thinking about a lot of things. You know, we've got a big race issue today. You know, the Lord spoke to me and said, son, said, I want you to be colorblind. Yeah. Because God don't see the color of a man's skin. He sees the condition of his heart. Martin Luther King said that one time. He said, we're not going to judge him. We don't need to judge a man by the color of his skin, but by his character. Well, how he presents himself, right? And we're looking at the thing of this. We're at this, this, this altar of sin. And now we have took God out. We named God after sin. We call God after sin. We call our sin God. And Moses comes down with the tablets. And Moses gets angry. And he breaks those tablets at the foot of that mountain. Now, it didn't stop there. See, like I said earlier, if Moses would have ex executed those commandments on those people, not one of them would have stayed alive. Moses went out there and he said, listen, all you, the Levites, that was the priests, including Aaron, Come, 
Get you a sword and you go purge out the rebellion. They went in there and they killed about 3,000 men. They could have killed the whole bunch. They were all guilty. But because of grace. <laughs> Come on. See, grace saves you from the judgment of the law. Come on, somebody. You, you, you know what I'm talking about? Grace saves you from the judgment of the law. They all deserted, deserve death. Every one of them. I deserve death. You deserve death. But the grace of God saved you from the judgment of the law. God says you, you make an image. The Bible says you should, you could, they'll kill you. If you, you create a graven image, anybody that does that, be put to death. Adultery, put to death. Come on. <laughs> All those things that we, you know, we, 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 we seem to forget about sometimes. The things that we place above God is cause of death. But Moses broke those Ten Commandments out of anger. But God knew that if they would have been, Moses said, okay, all you men, come up. This is the law. Everyone, you, you did it? Yeah, dead. You did it? Dead. You did it? And he could have killed the whole bunch. But because of grace, God made a way. See, the law is not done away with. A lot of people are like, the, Moses went back and God gave him Two more sets of the Ten Commandments. And when they make the ark, he placed it in the ark. Until today, whatever that ark is, the Ten Commandments are still in there. They're still in that chest. I'm almost finished. It shows on, if you read from uh, chapter 1 to 17, and talk about God's Ten Commandments. This is what he wants. God shall not make any of the gods before. Before me, you shall not make for yourself carven images of any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is on earth beneath the earth, and that's under the waters under the earth. You shall not bow down to them, nor serve them, for I am the Lord thy God, and I am a jealous God. <laughs> God is jealous. This God's jealousy is holy, but God's jealousy produces wrath and judgment. I am a jealous God. Listen, I'm not a fighting man, but you mess with my wife and try to flirt with her. I'm, listen, <laughs> we're going to fight, buddy. <laughs> I'm jealous. And she feels the same way, vice versa. You know? <laughs> but somebody tries to take what's yours, especially if you have a passion and a love for it, you become jealous. God is jealous over you. He's not going to share you with a false god. He's not going to share you with anything he's jealous and this day his jealousy was burning hot it says thou shalt not bow down himself to him and for I am the Lord your God I am a jealous God visiting the iniquities of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation and those who hate me but showing mercy to those come on now thousands to those who love me and keep my commandments you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. The Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name. I mean, God's, God's last name ain't damn. Using Jesus Christ as a cuss word is sin. I'm going to share something with you right now. I, Lord, son, if you're praying for something and you're in doubt, 
and you used my name. You're using my name in vain. Does that make sense to you? If, you, if you're praying and you're not in faith, using the name of Jesus outside of faith, it becomes sin. Because anytime you use the name of Jehovah or the name of Jesus in prayer and you doubt him, you're not expecting him to answer. Uh-oh, I'm getting on another subject. <laughs> you're not expecting an answer. You ever prayed and said, oh, Lord, you know, whatever, you ask the Lord for an answer, amen, in the name of Jesus. And you didn't, you didn't believe him. You didn't, you had no, you, you, your faith was not there. I would stop and say, Lord, forgive me for using your name in vain. Forgive me for using your name in vain. And ask him in faith. Okay. I'm almost finished. I promise. <laughs> Let me just read what I wrote down. Close your Bible. I mean, this is the Ten Commandments. He gives us God's law. He gives God's word. I mean, God's what God wants. And I could go on each one of them. Maybe one, one, one Sunday we'll do that. And I want to read something to you. God speaks in Exodus 20, 18 through 22. And he just talked about the commandments of God. From the mountain, the people heard him, Lawrence. They heard him. It wasn't Moses speaking. God spoke. In Exodus 21 to 23, we talk, I talked about the 21 from 32 talks about God establishing his law, establishing the tabernacle, establishing the way of worship, establishing the, uh, the priesthood. It goes on and on. All, all the things that God demands in the temple and how we're to offer our sacrifice, what kind of sacrifice we're to offer for certain sins. You know what I'm saying? And he's, he's speaking about all this. And I wrote this down. Out of Exodus 1, if you ever sit down, Exodus chapter 32, verse 1 through 19. And you go all the way to 28, really. Moses breaks the commandments at the mount. Okay? Now, how is that significant? Because it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's before you. God's law is laying on the ground before you. And you can see. That these people, they had, to, they had to be repentance. The same thing that I said earlier would have set them free. We got God's law. We know what God wants, right? Now let's get out of this desert. Let's get out of this desert. And let's obey the Lord. And find the will of God. And do. He, he, you have no argument. He knows, he's telling you what to do. He's telling you what he wants. He's telling what he's commanding you to do. And it goes on and says this. I'm, I'm just reading this, what I wrote down. God was going to destroy all of them because of Moses' prayer for them. Listen, you better thank God Jesus is interceding for you. Because every time we fall, or fail God, or whatever need you might, even, not even that, it might be a, you need a healing, or a blessing, or some kind of, something like that. Jesus is on the right hand of the Father. What gives you the right to ask God for anything? The blood of Jesus. <laughs> Come on, somebody. The grace 
the intercession that Jesus makes to the Father in your, in your, in your case. For you, for you. And that's what Moses is, was a shadow of. Moses was a shadow of Christ. Because he was the only one crying out for their salvation. Crying out for their deliverance. Because God was going to destroy them. Every one of them. God looked down on the mouth. He said, Moses, your people are corrupting themselves. So Moses going down there, and he said, oh, Joshua, I like Joshua. I'm going to preach on Joshua one day. Joshua was with Moses. Joshua was waiting. He could probably see Moses talking to God. I don't know. And Joshua comes, Moses comes down and says, uh, there's a noise in the camp. Says, is it, is, Moses says, it's not a noise of war or a noise of victory over war. It's sin. <laughs> and they go down there and then Moses looks down and he sees it. Do you think God gets angry when you sin? Oh, that's... <laughs> If it angered God to see these people sin, when we sin, does it anger Him the same way? You better, you better have grace in the way. You better have grace there for you. And God got angry, and Moses prayed, and all the and God didn't destroy him. Moses actually changed God's mind. Can your prayers change God's mind? It, show, it shows here. There's somebody that God you know is in sin or somebody destroying and doing things against God. And God's saying, you know in the word that they're going to die and go to hell one day. You think if you pray, God will change his mind about judging them? <laughs> I got some people I love with all my heart. I cry out every morning, man. I said, God, please don't let them perish. Please don't let them die in their sin. Save them, Father. I'm going to realize that's what's keeping them alive. <laughs> that's what's keeping God. Listen, I said it before. I'm going to say, when Moses went before Pharaoh, Pharaoh said, you can leave, but you got to leave everything behind. Your cattle, everything. I ain't leaving one hoof behind. I'm not leaving one daughter. My God, you hear me? I'm not leaving one son. I'm not leaving one granddaughter, grandson. I'm going with all of them. Oh, brother, Lenny, you wish you. Don't tell me how to believe God. I'm going to believe him for it, all right? I'm not leaving one hoof behind. And they're not going to heaven because I'm wishing for them to go or hoping they go. I'm going, they're going to heaven because I'm praying for them. And God, my Lord, I feel God is changing his mind about judging them because we pray, right? God changed his mind. Moses' intercession changed the mind of God. A few more other things. One more thing. I read it out of Exodus chapter 32, verse 90 when I started. Moses broke the Ten Commandments. According to the law, every one of them should have been killed. Every one of them. We deserve dead, but Jesus stepped in the way. <laughs> the Lord spoke to him. We deserve death, but Jesus stepped in the way. Are you hearing me this morning? We deserve the same judgment these people 
deserved. But Jesus, <laughs> graced, stepped in the way. My Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost falling all over. Jesus stepped in the way of you being judged by God. When he offered himself as that sacrifice on the cross. Don't never look at the cross ever the same. It is the, it is the way. It is the hope. It is what Jesus did. That we were not judged. We were just as guilty as the children of Israel. We all had pride and lust and idolatry in our lives. Every one of us. In one form or another. But Jesus came down. And he stepped in the way. And his grace covers us. Don't never look at uh, grace as a cheap thing. It's the most valuable thing you own in the Lord. The grace of God. The unmeritable favor of God. You don't deserve it. Stand up with me, praise God, if you can. When I look at this, I was this morning, I was worshiping. I said, God, thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for your grace. Grace breeds God's love. Grace gives us the hope of eternal life. Grace covers a multitude of sins. It erases sin. I feel the Holy Ghost. Out of your life. You are made right by the grace of God. Because of His mercy. Because of His grace. You're going to heaven. When I didn't deserve it. Grace came. <laughs> when I should have been destroyed. God should have judged me. Grace came. These children of Israel. God didn't judge them. He gave them another chance. Because Moses prayed. They couldn't fulfill those Ten Commandments. Because they wasn't, made, they wasn't right. But because of the grace of God. Till today we see what's going on right now in Israel. They still exist. You think Moses is. Intercession carried all the way back till now? I think so. The blood of Jesus carries them all the way to now? I think so. Because of a promise God made to Abraham. That he would bless his people. Lord, I thank you for this morning. Lord, I just thank you for the Holy Ghost. I thank you for your grace. That is real today, Lord God. That is powerful. That we know that only by your grace are we saved through faith, not of ourselves. It is a gift of God. It is a gift of, from you, Father. I just thank you and praise you, Jesus.